0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, a video game and entertainment podcast told from a solo, personal perspective where I like to sit down and share some things that I loved in the past week. That could be a movie, a comic book, a TV show, video games, and we talk about some other things. So let's go ahead and jump right into it this week with the topic of the week. Ah, yes, it's been a while since I did that little... I guess it's a silly little jingle. Um, I'm gonna a slight apology here if I sound a little raspy today. I have, I woke up this morning with a sore throat, so if you hear me have a little bit of a rasp, that's what that is, so. But yeah, the topic of the week is not my sore throat, it's Kingdom Hearts 3. I actually completed the game since the last podcast, which was almost two weeks ago now, and uh, I kind of missed an episode, and it happens, it's craziness but we'll talk about that in a bit Kingdom Hearts 3 no spoilers here but I'm gonna give my impressions and what I felt about the game after completing it and sitting down and thinking about it for about a day or so I obviously I loved it quite a bit I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts 3 and this does it wrap the story up really well maybe not perfectly but what it does wrap up and the way it d- wraps it up was very satisfactory i was smiling ear to ear from the very uh beginning of the climax all the way to the ending the dénouement, whatever you want to call it and um yeah it's 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 a really great video game um going to the different toy story different uh almost said do, different toy story worlds which is one of them different disney worlds seeing the characters in different lights and kind of having that weird kingdom hearts interjection and in some into some of my favorite pixar and disney movies was kind of cool you know it's always it's always cool to see the graphics in the gameplay and everything are top-notch here this is probably the best the best produced Kingdom Hearts game I could say Um, the voice acting is still very stilted it still has that old-school RPG feel where somebody says something pause for effect, pause pause and then somebody reacts after a little bit and uh, you get used to it as you play the game but that's still there that's always been part of the series that's kind of the way the dialogue has always felt and that's not absent here so that is one criticism of that when the, gra- the graphics are just stunning though it if you want to go back in time and you know see people are like oh ratchet and clank the original this looks like toy story you know and then we get graphics that go bigger and better and bigger and better and eventually i'm playing a toy story level that looks better than the original toy story game and that is something to be beheld it's freaking insane like i'm sitting here playing in andy's room you know of course fighting heartless which is what you do in every single kingdom hearts game and it's it just looks amazing um and i already said it before but i'm just going to nail down the point here there's not going to be any story spoilers or gameplay spoilers that haven't been revealed before i'm not gonna give anything away because if you guys are going to play this i really suggest playing playing it like and enjoying it for yourself but also like Entangled, okay, this is a good example. Tangled and Arendelle, which is, uh, I guess, Tangled would be the Corona world, and then Arendelle is uh, Frozen. And each of these games' uh, sections look just like the movies. Like, they have the cutscenes, and it's kind of funny. Like, uh, there are cutscenes, like, okay, so if you've seen Tangled, there is, like, this extremely emotional moment, right, where the lanterns get let out across the bay, and um, Flynn Rider, and rapunzel is sitting out on a boat and you see the lanterns flying through the sky right and then it'll have this emotional moment and beat and then it'll just cuts over to sora donald and goofy on the shore like watching it too and it's just like sora donald and goofy are kind of just there for the disney moments in the disney specific games which i noticed uh the only disney specific one that kind of changes it up a lot would probably be big hero six they actually do have a somewhat different story there but um it's still funny like have let it go in there um not gonna tell you when or or how they do it but it's still funny to hear that song and then see Sora, donald and goofy standing there just looking you know like what's going on what's going on (laughs) it's weird it's weird and endearing in that very specific Kingdom Hearts way um, I do have some criticisms of the way the original world looked uh, the first world you go to is Olympus and the character models just feel so dated so maybe they initially developed that level earlier than the rest because every single other level looked great there is a section you go to in um, that entire uh, level with Hercules and stuff that just looks fantastic so I don't know but some of the earlier parts of the level you're just I'm just kind of like eh, 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 it's it's okay I guess you know it's okay um but from a music standpoint is it was just breathtaking I love the music of Kingdom Hearts and they really deliver on some of the best remixes of old songs and some of the better instrumentations of some new songs and then it just really adds to the epic battles and the really intense emotions that they try to portray in these in these games um let's see what else we have the gameplay which i feel is really fun but it's very overly simplistic Um, i think that if you want an actual challenge to play on the harder difficulty if you're like if you've played any of the other kingdom hearts games you're probably playing this anyway but if you like hack hack and slash games i would suggest maybe bumping up the difficulty but it's easy it's an easy game. I didn't die one time. The only time I died was in the gummy ship sections, which I guess we can take a detour for that for that. Uh, I do not like the gummy ships in any of the games, and this one is no different. The gummy sh- ship like uh, basically what it is is you get to go between these different worlds, you get in a ship called the gummy ship that you can build on, which it's kind of fun to tinker with a little bit, but it's not really that in- engaging or interesting. Um but this time they actually have this open world that you go through with the gummy ship. And it's kind of like in space and you go between the worlds and that sounds cool, but the gameplay is just so kind of just mad slow and takes way too long. And it's not very interesting to me. And so if you don't really mess with any of that, you could get killed pretty easily by some of the bigger bosses, which is the only time I've actually died in this game. Cause they actually do have some forgiving uh, things that you can buy and purchase from the store, and different options for different forms that you can have, where if you're in battle and you lose your health, there are ways to regain that health quite easily. So, yeah, the only time I ever died was in the gummy Ship sections, which, like I said before, is kind of like the most sour part of the game for me. I just didn't really like it that much. Um, But generally, the game is easy. It's fun, though. Like, you learn how the different... Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the gameplay. You you learn how the keyblades actually can change forms in this, which is a kind of a cool new mechanic. So basically, you hit an enemy enough times, you can have the keyblade turn into just a different thing depending on what the keyblade is. Which you get different keyblades for different worlds that you visit. So just say for example, you get a Toy Story blade, and then if you do it, if pop it, he gets like a hammer. And you can use the hammer as like a power attack, which is pretty cool. And they also have these things called attractions, which are Disney rides that will randomly spawn as you fight the enemies. So you're, this is probably the most fun I've had with the game, and the silliest part too, because like there'd be this this insane epic battle, like you'd be fighting somebody, right? And out of nowhere, it's just like amusement park ride, splash run. So splash run, basically you have a water trail and you're using like this um like one of those amusement park uh, splash rides that you s- you face each other and you're using like the splash trail to go around the bad guy and they're like trying to hit you and stuff and then you like hit it and you do splash down and you know do a bunch of damage and stuff it's silly um <clears throat> i enjoy it quite a bit though and it's just so frenetic like all the gameplay is um you you, it's kind of hard to to decipher what's going on at times because there's just so much happening on screen at once but once you get the feel for it and once you understand what all the visual cues are for the gameplay is there it's fun Um, and like I said I love the game to death there are some I'm not gonna be the super fanboy and say you know it's the best game of all time but I really loved it Um, it feels dated in parts But I kind of expected that, and the the story actually had a really nice conclusion, and um, I just, all in all, I'm really satisfied with Kingdom Hearts 3, and I'm glad I finally got to play it Um, when I was a teen, I guess probably like 14, 15, I played Kingdom Hearts 2, and I always wanted to see how the story progressed. In the last year I spent, I caught up with all the lore by playing most of the other titles, and some of them I loved, some of them were aggravating, but I loved my time with the series, and maybe in the future there'll be another one, or um, there are some I want to go back to because I did play most of birth by sleep but i only played two of the paths on that so i didn't actually officially beat it 100 in my opinion so um maybe i'll go back and play that sometime just stuff like that um but yeah kingdom hearts 3 if you're a fan of the series and you like je- action rbgs i recommend playing it um it's gonna be a weird storyline if you've never heard of any of it um but you know there are recaps uh, oh also we did a kingdom hearts recap on the cartridge club feed which some people seem to think it's kind of uh, dry but it's a lot of stuff to go through in an hour and a half um, I listened to it a couple times and so yeah if you if you don't know what it is it's like a Kingdom Hearts complete story recap all the way up to Kingdom Hearts 3 and I've listened to it I was a part of it obviously obviously I helped write some of the you know dialogue and you know, tell the story of it all. And yeah, it's it's long. It's a lot. And but the thing is, is I think that if you listen to that and then you watch some supplemental material on top of that, so you know, watch some cutscenes and kind of get a feel for all the characters, and then you go into Kingdom Hearts 3, you'll be just fine. They actually have a little recap video that's about 20 minutes long, too. That helps out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I didn't have any problems understanding what was going on and it had a really nice finale and i feel pretty satisfied with playing it um and um looking forward to seeing uh, what was I gonna say <laughs> um the thing of, thing about uh kingdom arts and like wrapping up such a long storyline is like i was gonna say like i look forward to seeing what they do in the future but who knows if they are gonna do anything in the future and if they do it'll be so far away um But yeah, I'm glad I finished it, and I kind of marathoned it when I had time, and I could say, oh, I didn't do a podcast last week because of Kingdom Hearts 3, but honestly, I would play it when I was exhausted and didn't really feel like doing a podcast last week. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, that's just how it went, Uh, and I lost a recording too, so, you know, I thought it was nice, I finished the game, so there's my spoiler free review, and uh, let's go ahead and go into the next section. Hey everybody, we'll get right back to the show. Sorry for interrupting. Bill here from STC Pod. I want to tell you about another great podcast, Dollar Dorks. It's an entertaining discussion on collection, how to start one, how to grow it, and even sell, all without losing money. Derek from Two Dorks YouTube channel moderates a rotating roster of experts, keeping the show always fresh and fun. Find Dollar Dorks podcast on the 13th of every month on the Two Dorks YouTube channel, or search for Dollar Dorks RSS on iTunes and Google Play. Next up, we're going to talk about what's happened and what have I been up to this week. This is probably the most personal part of the podcast where I kind of talk about my life a little bit and integrate geeky stuff along the way. Um, so the reason why I missed the podcast episode, it was a Super Bowl weekend and I am working at beer distributing now. So that equals insanity. I worked like ooh, it was a long week. It was like 65 hour week for me, I think something like that. And, um, I kept saying, Oh, I'll do the podcast tomorrow. I'll keep doing, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. But, um, this, the way they do my schedules on the weekends really made it hard. Like, uh, Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, I do a morning stretch for three to four hours. And then I go back in after, you know, going at like seven, leave out like 11, 1130. Then I come back at two 30 to three and then I work until I'm done. So some nights I was getting out at like I got out at like 7.30, I got out at like 8 and then 9, and I was just like, dude, I'm not doing the podcast this week, I just kind of lost track of time, and you know, because Wednesday, before that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to hang out with Sierra, we're just going to have a whole day together, and that was my plan, so it just didn't work out, you know, so here we are, but um, I like my job quite a bit, I'm getting into it, um, I'm losing weight because of my job, which is really nice. I, I think that's a nice little perk. We're working my ass off. So literally working my ass off, right? So that's cool. Um, I, I talked last week or last podcast about um, a payout that I was possibly going to get from H-E-B. And I got it. It was pretty cool. Um, and uh, H-E-B is my old company and I'm not afraid to say that anymore. They're a good company, whatever. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> uh, but there is this stock trade they do uh they give each of their employees some stock and um they give they give you the option of uh cashing it out and there's a small tax you know if you do stuff like that there's a small tax break you have to uh or a small tax that you have to pay on top of it but they take it directly out of the payout so i just took the payout uh transferred my 401k over obviously to the new job but i took the payout for the stock plan and uh got that cash and it's been really nice to have a little bit extra money and the thing is is i have money now i don't want to spend it i want to keep this i want to hold on to it (laughs) um we finally got sierra tv uh been wanting to get her one so we could play overwatch together we did that a few times already uh she loves that game to death i put i think i put my time into it honestly like over time but i will play it with her when she wants to play it because she likes it so much um I just, I'm trying to decide, like, I want to do, like, one big purchase with this money that I got, just one for myself, and the rest, I'm, I already have all in my savings, but I just, like, I keep looking, I'm like, do I want to get a PlayStation VR, do I want to get Xbox One X, but I want to get, like, one big purchase, and then just, like, not touch it, because, I don't know, just to treat myself a little bit, you know, uh, and then I tell myself, yeah, it's probably not smart to do that either, I have plenty of crap, you know, so I don't know. Uh, I'm bad with money guys like I've always been bad with money it's just kind of like hey it's whatever but no it's not whatever it's uh, my livelihood I got to pay more attention to that and coming to recognize that problem I have with my with with my spending habits has been harder than anything else because ever since I was a kid basically I just like I get money I spend it you know I don't care if I have any money I got stuff which It's not the best mindset. It's not a very adult mindset. And over the past two to three years, it has hit me pretty damn hard when I'm like, hey, I'm going to buy this cool thing and then I'm broke. And then I'm going to buy this cool thing and then I'm broke. Oh, we don't have money for food. Actually, that actually never has happened. I can say that much. We always have food. We always have shelter. We always have things, necessities that we need. But we might not be living as comfortable because we were just like, ah, let's uh, go out again and uh, spend money. And it's been better this year in the last, actually, I say the last two years, it's been better. But there, I mean, I'm just being honest, like a couple, I'm sure there's a couple podcasts where I'm like, oh, I'm broke, I'm broke this week, which it happens. But I love seeing my bank account in higher digits and uh, it's really fun to have a little bit of extra money. And not worry all the fucking time, which is nice. Um, besides that, we saw a movie, which I'm just going to do like a quick review of, or a quick recommendation for this movie. It's called The Kid Who Would Be King, and uh modern-day King Arthur movie. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's actually a really fun family film, like... I was surprised by how much fun I had with it. Like, that's the n- number one word I think of when I think about this movie is it's fun. Like, it's just an entertaining little kid uh, overcomes a huge, you know, crazy, mystical, bad guy thing, I guess. I- I'm doing a very bad job at uh, describing describing stuff today. Um, basically, a kid overcomes, like, he finds a sword in, like... Uh, you know, King Arthur's Excalibur inside of like a, uh, I'm going to say a graveyard, but like a construction site. There we go. Finds it, realizes it's, it's actually King Arthur's sword. And then insanity ensues when he meets Merlin and there's like these demon monsters that come out at night. And it's a kid's movie. But it's not, as, it's not one of those kids' movies. It, it has more of a kids' movie feel of like an 80s film where they do take some risks and it's a little more uh, dire. They actually put the kids in harm's way, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the more modern films are just silly and wacky and zany when it comes to kids' films and the kids never actually face any actual real harm or danger. But in this, you actually feel for the kids and their journey to defeat the bad guys and i just thought it was a really fun little movie and i, I if it comes on netflix like i don't think you got to go out to the theater right now and see it like if it's on netflix or you want to rent it or something when it comes down the line and watch it with your family or you just like you know fun light movies this is worth watching it's uh, a kid a kid would i I was stumble on the title of it too it's a kid who would be king so yeah i really liked it and um Just a nice little movie. The news of interest. It's the news of interest coming at you right now only have a couple little news tidbits today. We have some movie, TV, and one video game news thing that I want to talk about. Um, First off, we're going to be talking about Will Smith in this Aladdin reboot movie. Oh my god. Have you guys seen this? Have you seen this? He's blue. I'm sure you've seen it if you've been on the internet the last 24 hours. But Will Smith is the genie in the live-action remake of Aladdin, which... I'm kind of 50, 50 on these. Like some of them have been good. The Disney remakes. Uh, I do like the jungle book one. Uh, I thought beauty and the beast was kind of insufferable. Like it looked horrible. Like the CG was bad in that movie. In my opinion, um, some of the songs were okay. Um, but I don't know. I'm not like the biggest fan. I don't think the Alice in Wonderland movies were good at all. I think they looked horrible too from a CG perspective, especially. I just did not find them that entertaining. Um, so I just don't really have that much of a high expectation because Aladdin is probably my favorite Disney film. I, I think Goofy movie is my favorite Disney film, but like for like the more fan, fantastical films, like you know Lion King and Aladdin and stuff like that. I think Aladdin would probably top all of those. Um, and they're doing two of my favorite or two of the best you know Disney films ever: Aladdin and Lion King. This year, they show that trailer for Aladdin, and I'm just like you know genie looks kind of crappy duty he looks like an l.a noir cutscene, copy paste onto a genie model hey stormy she has to make a cameo (laughs) what are you doing buddy ow and (laughs) i'm gonna leave that in there I, i have been cutting out the cat lately but i'm gonna leave her in there that time um but yeah, he just looks so freaking weird. It really does look like the facial capture tech that they use for L.A. Noir just slapped onto a Blue Genie, you know, model. And who knows? In the actual film, he might play okay. It might look fine. Um, I don't like the aesthetic of the movie very much either. It doesn't really look too great to me. It looks very oversaturated. I don't know. I'm just, I wish I was more excited for this Aladdin remake, but I'm just not right now. The Lion King one looks very faithful to the original movie. And I'm okay with that because the original movie is fantastic. And I'm interested to see how they change the story up. But if you're just gonna put out these movies and do the exact same story again, why even bother? Like, I guess it makes money, but who cares? Like, if I'm gonna go in there and see Aladdin do all the same exact beats, but with a worse rapper, worse art design, and worse CG, why even bother? That's all I wanted to say about that. Like, I don't know. I'm still gonna see it, because I'm curious. I love Disney, and, you know, obviously I'm a huge Disney fan, because Kingdom Hearts, you know, and all that. But this movie has me not excited whatsoever so far. But let's segue over to this, you know, and, you know, just like any other podcast, I call out when I segue to stuff. Um, but yeah, here's the segue to this next topic. We're going to talk about this new n- new Muppet show because uh, Disney's do- another Disney topic technically. They're doing a streaming service called Disney Plus, and they are they are making a Muppet show for that, which... Um, they put out a Muppet show a few years ago that was kind of like a sitcom. It was kind of like The Office, and it, it didn't really work for me. I thought it was kind of cheesy. It didn't really work for the Muppets tone at all. Um, so this is going to be Josh Gad, from the voice actor from Frozen, who plays Olaf. Um, yeah, and it's the creative duo that is behind. Here, let me just read this copy here. It's Josh Gad and the creative duo behind Once Upon a Time. Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz have created a show called Muppets Live Another Day. This show takes place right after the events of 1984's The Muppets Take Manhattan. Kermit disbands the gang, but they are brought back together after the mysterious disappearance of Ralph. So that's the basic outline for the sto- story of the show but setting the Muppets in the 80s is a very smart move in my opinion it can be done in modern times they've done it before the 2011 movie just called the Muppets with Jason Siegel in there and uh, Amy Adams that movie was actually really good it's one of my favorite Muppet movies but it doesn't always fit or work too well but this TV show could has good possibility to actually be a good little, like, you know, adventure storyline with the Muppets. Um, I always love the Muppets. I feel like they're very endearing characters, and they never... I'm not going to say never, but they haven't really gotten too... Uh, too much love in the past ten years, I'd I'd say or so. I mean, they had a couple of things here and there. They've been kind of here. They've been kind of there around, but they haven't had too much love. I know that Muppets Baby show that came out recently is a very good kids show, like a young kids show. Um, a lot of people have said positive things about that, but it's I don't know if it's. I think it's just for little little kids. So I haven't watched it myself, but they actually use real uh, Muppet Baby puppets in that one, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what this Muppet show turns out being. Um, it could be terrible, you know, but I'm going to give it a shot, especially since it's set in the 80s and it's after the Muppets take Manhattan, which is a pretty fun movie, too, on in, in its own right. So, yeah, uh, that's a small little news story there. And one last thing, this is actually some video games news, video game news apex legends yes let's talk about apex legends a little bit before we wrap up the show today uh ea and respawn entertainment out of nowhere announced the battle royale game which is called apex legends which i already said um over the course of the week the first week it was out it had up to 10 million players it's a free-to-play game and they are the Of course, Respawn make Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 is one of the most fun multiplayer games I've ever played. Um, Also, Vincent Pella and the creative team that are there are from Modern Warfare 2, which is one of the best Call of Duty games ever made from a multiplayer standpoint and a single-player standpoint, actually. And so this is a huge pedigree, and people were pissed, like frustrated, that the Titanfall team aren't making more Titanfall, right? But this game actually has its own feel to it. So the what makes this different? You know, there's no wall running. There's no Titans. So it's like, what actually makes it different? It's pretty much like an Overwatch game, but set in Battle, Roy- Battle Royale or Team Fortress 2. It's a class-based, character-based class-based, I know I said that twice, <laughs> a video game. but So each character has its own set of moves, has its own power-ups. And it's a three-person squads right now, up to 60 players. So you drop with your three-person squad, and then you have different things that can help your team out. There is a respawn mechanic, which is pretty cool. They have, like, these beacons in the world. So if somebody gets downed, you're not just out and watching a match for 20 minutes or whatever. Your teammate can actually pick up your flag. You drop a flag. They can actually pick it up, go to this beacon, and put the flag on the beacon and respawn you. And then you can get back into the fight and help out your team. Which is one of the coolest things, I think. One of the coolest ideas in this game. Um, But I had a good time. I played a few matches of it. And uh, tried out a couple of different classes. There's like a one with a health beacon thing you can throw. And there's like a kind of like a... I guess I would say it's a drone that flies around your characters and heals everybody up. There's like a zipline guy. There's like a cloning guy. Um, But... I think the gameplay is so fast like uh, there is no wall running but the mantling system is really great uh, if you see a wall that's up to three times higher than you you can pretty much climb that wall and it's pretty cool and if you jump off a building that's ten stories tall on land there's no fall damage which is nice um, it's a battle royale that's more focused on fast quick-paced action and it's not this Let's loot for 30 minutes and then get killed instantly. It's more like, hey, there's like this little infrastructure you're in. Let's go ahead and loot up, you know, find all the loot. But you're probably going to run into some people. And the map isn't so big that it's like insane and you never find anybody. It's actually quite fast paced. And um, I've been having a great time with it. And it feels different than any other Battle Royale game. Like the feel is there. It feels like fantastic from a gunplay perspective and seeing all the characters how they interact with their different you know power-ups and uh special attacks and stuff like that makes like the squad dynamic so unique that you don't really see in other battle royale style games and it's free so um the way they do their paid currency is kind of Fair, I would say. It's kind of almost a Fortnite model where you pay for skins and stuff, but you can actually earn them in game. They're going to do a battle pass, so basically, you pay like a small fee and then you can get into their battle pass level up structure, which they haven't launched yet. But you can buy two characters, and I think it costs 15 for both. $15 for both. So, if you want to get all the characters, you just got to pay $15 and that's the only difference. Uh, so if you don't want to get them, you don't have to. You can just play with the I think there's six default characters and then the two characters that you unlock uh, with the paid currency or with a little bit of money. So, and you can actually grind up to unlock those characters too. You don't have to actually pay money for them. So, either way, it's it's nice. Like um, it's a it's a fair system and uh they're gonna make some money off of it obviously like it's a it's a huge game so far um and from my perspective i think it's a fun game and i look forward to playing some more in the future and i just liked how they released it like here's a new game bam dropped let's go you know so i I love seeing this and i hope more games developers do this and don't just release something crappy like release a good game like they did with this but uh i would love to see more Companies do that that and not have this long hype cycle for something, and then uh, sometimes they don't live up to expectations or, oh, let's talk about this game for eight years, you know, or nah, that's an exaggeration. I guess let's say two years or something. Oh, let's, let's talk about and preview this game for two years, you know. It's kind of nice to see, like, here's this new game nobody was talking about. A little over a week ago and now it's one of the most talked about and one of the most played games out there that's pretty freaking rad if you ask me so that's awesome so um yeah (laughs) i think that's the show for this week thank you so much for listening um my my throat has been bothering me i'm gonna have to edit out a couple of coughs and such here and there but um besides that i'm glad i actually sat down and recorded this episode and i hope you guys enjoyed it um if you want to follow more cartridge club podcast and see what the community is up to go to cartridge club.org there's lots of great creators over there and if you want to talk about this podcast go to cartridge club.org slash forum click on frantic thoughts and click on this episode we'll have a conversation um <sighs> thank you so much guys um i love doing this show and i hope to hear you uh well I'm failing this outro I hope to be here very soon and talk onto a mic okay I'm gonna leave all right see you later bye guys may your heart be your guiding key